0: Today's share in Mishnabruah Yomi is Daf Pei Aleph, Omud Aleph. We're in the second volume of Mishnabruah, and we've just begun yesterday, Simen Kuf Ayin Ches, which deals with the very important and practical halachos of when you need to make a new bracha if you switch your location. And we had a long introduction yesterday from the Mishnabruah, and we began Sif Aleph, and we begin now at the third line on this Omud with the Ramah. And the Ramah says, Im Daito acher. If a person has in mind, when he makes his original bracha, that he will eat in another place. This will work but the caveat is that they both have to be in the same house, underneath the same roof. So if a person is planning on switching from room to room, we discussed this yesterday, that in nowadays in our houses, when you go from room to room, you may not even need this. It's automatically implied. But certainly if you have in mind that you're going to eat in another room, then you absolutely have no Shiloh whatsoever. So one should ideally, when they're making their brach harishon, they're making the hamotzi, or whatever brach harishon, and they're going to move around from room to room, they should ideally have in mind that they reserve the right, so to say, to eat in any of those other rooms, or to go to those other rooms and then come back to the kitchen or dining room, wherever they're eating, and finish the meal there, they won't have to make a bracha chrona, they won't have to make a new bracha rishonah. That's the basic halacha that the Ramah is telling us over here. And he says, I in go and will learn this furthermore in Simon Kuf Pei Dalit. Now, the Mishnah Brewer in Sifkat Nidalf explains, Salomar, bracha gam He's telling us that at the time that you made the original Bracha rishono or the Hamotzi, you should go and have in mind then that you'll go and eat in this other place within the same house, and it works over here. We pointed out yesterday, this does not work to go and eat in another house, even if you specifically had it in mind. Now, if you look at Dershu footnote number 8, he brings down what's considered... Chosh Av Lechol. So it brings down from Nisan Karlet up. And from Chaim Kanieski, Shlita, Shemasbik, it's sufficient, Shayachshav le beem that he has in mind that he'll get up in the middle of his meal and move someplace else, even though, Aphmi bli lachshosh yochashom, lav he's going to eat in the other place, but just getting up and having in mind that he'll move to another room. Let's say, as we pointed out yesterday, you have children sleeping in another room and you want to check on them, so it's just enough to have in mind, lav davkad, you have to eat in that other room, but as long as you have in mind that you're going to leave this room and go to that room, certainly it doesn't require your bracha or a new bracha Rishonah when you return now we go to Dirshu footnote number 9 he says continuing on this idea that you have to have in mind to eat in that place so Rechaim Kaniyevsky Shlito also explains it's enough that you have in mind to go there you don't have to have in mind to eat there as we just pointed out and likewise you don't have to know exactly to which room you may want to go to And, he had a mind that he's going to leave this room and go to another room. And then he changes his mind. Then he decides to go to a different room. That would be sufficient still. He brings down, his original das to leave the room is sufficient over here, even if it's a different room that he intended originally. Mr. brewer in Siv base, says it has to be in the same house of Bayez Echod. How do we define that? So the Mishnah brewer says, underneath the same roof. And this goes from room to room, or even from one floor to another floor, from the ground floor to the attic floor. And even if you can't physically see, there's blockings, uh, walls in between. That still is good as long as you had in mind this also works if you can see the original place from the new place that you're going to via a window and even some of the places visible this is also adequate over here and here he says even if you didn't have your mind on this when you made the original bracha as long as it's a place that's visible from the original place you made the bracha that's sufficient be also But again, this is only true within the same house. And you're going from room to room. However, bias le bias going from one house to another house, even though they're adjacent, they're connected, they're touching each other. Nevertheless, in this situation, the Yachronim are a major suffic over here, they have Then even though they can see the place from the original room, that still wouldn't be good. Furthermore, the Mishnah says, As we're going to say in, in the Ramah, Now we're going to say shortly at the end of Siv Bays, which we'll reach in tomorrow's year, that the Ramah is going to say that when you're eating a bread meal, we had this machlokis we talked about yesterday. It's brought down from the machlokis in the Gemara between Mersheshes and Ruchista as to whether this din applies for all foods or it only applies for foods like peros and mayim or beverages. So we pass like Revchista, the Ramah says, that it only goes for peros and mayim. It doesn't go on stuff that you have to make a uh, benching or a brachachron on, like in al So then, the Mishnah says, if we hold like that, none of this is haloch To a kemina ledina, None of these are haloch no Because when you're dealing with bread or an al you have to go back to that place. It's by definition not considered an interruption. However, Rakh Asumin Mashkin, but for fruits and, and drinks, the behem then everybody holds, not only Rukhista, not only but even ruchista. Shayach Din shinu Makum. Then all of these halachas of Shin and Makum do apply. Again, we talked about this yesterday and the we will talk about this more in detail in tomorrow's Shia, so we'll leave this for now. Now there are a number of very interesting footnotes in the in the Dishu Mishnah Bru that we now, now like to look at. Footnote number ten. So he says, "ulagabi according to the shita, that it has to be under the same roof. So certainly if you're dealing with fruits and, and, uh, and beverages, and possibly even according to the other opinion, when you're dealing with washing too. So what about a porch that doesn't have a roof on top of it? Is that considered underneath the same roof? So he brings down from Shlomo Zalman Zatzal and Repincha Scheinberg Zatzal that they hold shafilu she'en even though they don't have a roof, They considered part of the house. The porch is considered part of the house, even though it doesn't have the same roof. And therefore, dino Therefore, the is over here, like you're going from one room to another, which is much more mekel than when you're going from one house to another. And this is also the opinion of Shalos et Truvis Arul Tzion. However, Rav Yashiv Zatzal says that the going out onto the Marpasses that doesn't have a roof on it is considered like a separate mokom, a separate house, and this cooler wouldn't apply. And this also is a, a sophic, according to Ibn Sankarles, uh, Shlita. He's, he holds that this is a sophic. He's not sure how to pass it. What happens if you go to an unroofed private area? You go out to your front lawn. So Rabbi Yashiv says, and as well, Rabbi Yashim, say, Zatzal, say, This is considered a separate place. Lishita that a porch is not roofed, is considered a separate area. So too your front lawn, so too is a private area. That's your personal private area, but it's not considered roofed, so therefore it's a separate area. However, Ravazno Zatzal, in the base HaLevi brings down, doesn't make a difference whether it's mere Pesas, and doesn't make a difference whether it's your yard. It's considered like bias Echod, and has the din over here of going from Cheder to another Cheder. And the reasoning is because this is Rishus Ahas, it's considered one entity, one area with the house brings down the interesting situation. What happens if you have half of your porch that's roofed and the other half doesn't have a roof over it? So if Nisan Karlitz over here says that the halicha from one part to the other part, that's considered over here like one area. That's not considered going to a separate area. And finally, the very interesting question, what about going from your house to the sukkah? And back from that sukkah into the house. Does this require a new series of brachos? So he brings down over here if the sukkah is in the house, somebody has a, a retractable roof in over their sukkah, and there's no hefzik between the walls of the sukkah and the walls of the house, so then certainly the sukkah is considered a definite part of the house. It's not considered a separate entity. However, if the sukkah is outside, like many people have the sukkah outside, and it's not directly connected to the house, so he says, this has the halachic status of nechshav kishinoy makom It's not going from one house to another house, but it's considered like going from one room to another room. And therefore, all of the coolers that we've applied from chedr to chedr could apply over here as opposed to when you're going from a house to a house. But ideally, you should have in mind when you make the bracha that you're going to enter into the house and come back into the sukkah, and then one bracha can suffice for everything footnote number 11 goes into an arichos about how we view apartment buildings and the stairwells between one apartment to another. I in this footnote for these details. As I mentioned, much of this is not halacha when you're dealing over here with washing, but uh, it's an interesting footnote just the same. Now we go to Sif base. The Mechaber writes, Chavei lechol. You have a number of people sitting down at a meal together. They're friends, they're eating together. V'yotsu, and they go out, Likras choson and Likras kala. They go out to be... Uh, greeting a chasin and a kala. Siv Kotnud Gimel, the Mishnah brewer, tells us over here, This is true if you go out for any reason whatsoever, it brought down the name of Yachrodin. Aye, so why did it say, It's coming to tell us an additional chidish over here. That this din, if nobody stays behind, and before they leave, they should make hamazon. Called them before they go out. Even though they're going out for dvar mitzvah. you might have thought that since they're going out for dvar mitzvah, that would be different. So it comes to tell us that even if you're going out for dvar mitzvah, the is if everybody's leaving the table, so then they should bench before they leave the table. Now back to the Mechaber. So he says, if you have a bunch of people leading together, and they go out to greet the Chassan and the Kala, so normally you have to go and bench before you leave. However, if they leave some of the people behind, how do we define some? So the Mishnaburi in Sivkotnyadal, it says, This is true even if they leave one person in the chaburah behind. And the Chavetz Chaim in Os Bays in the Sharat Zion, says, this is based upon the Gemara, where it says, zakein ocholeh. The Lav Davka is our king, that Lav Davka has to be an old person who can't get up and go. That just was the common thing why somebody would stay behind. But as long as one person is left behind, so then this is considered like the Chabura is still intact over there. And when everybody else comes back from greeting the Chosan and Kala, or for whatever reason they went outside, Chosim and they come back to their place, the Sudasan, and they finish off their meal, they don't have to bench for the first time that they left and they don't have to go and make a new bracha now on the second time that they come back, but they just continue eating, and then when they're ready to bench, it goes on both the first eating and the second eating. The Mishnah Bruin Siv Tezvav explains: When they're talking about him making a new bracha, it's talking about the amotzi. And even though they got up in the middle and left, since the Kivan, the Nisha, Bim since at least one person was left behind, their meal is not considered interrupted when they went up and left in the middle. The issue foot number 15 brings down, we discussed this a little bit yesterday as well, what happens if he wasn't planning on eating with somebody? And he just happens to sit down with them there, let's say in a, in a group uh, setting of some sort, in a cafeteria or in a sukkah for the shul or something like that. And then he has to get up and leave. Now, he didn't really set to meet with those people and eat there. So are they considered this chabur or not? They may not even be eating together. Some of them are sitting there and learning. Some of them are sitting there and talking. So he brings down from the pinnacle, Sheinberg sets out, they didn't eat together they're not considered the Chabura in this regard and if the entire group that's eating gets up and, leave, and leaves, so even though some people are left behind, they're not considered the Chabura, they'd have to bench and when they come back they'd have to make a new Bracha Rishona and this is the p'sak of Chaim Kanievsky as well however, Rav Carlos Shlita disagrees and he writes if a boy sits in the yeshiva and is sitting at the cafeteria and he leaves other friends at the table where well, he has no sheichas with them, they happen to be sitting together at the same table, this does constitute leaving some people behind, that he doesn't have to make his bracha chrona now, and he doesn't have to make a new bracha rishona when he comes back, now back to the mechaber, but if nobody in that group is left behind, there's nobody left at the table, when they leave, before they leave they have to make the bracha chrona, they have to bench and then when they come back if they're going to continue reading they have to make a new the Mishnah Baruch Tzayin explains when they go out since nobody's going to be staying behind that demonstrates they are interrupting they're ending their meal by going outside and if they come back in and eat again that's like a brand new meal and therefore they have to bend before they leave when they come back, so perceives Aleph. We've already learned this din over here in yesterday's ship. Why is it being repeated again today? The kof al advarim. It's repeated over here. Bishvulachidush, deiniach mitzas kaveim. For the additional chiddush over here, that if some people are left behind, it's not considered that they're interrupting the meal. Or alternatively, olamashikasavdim besivkotniyud gimel. Or for that chiddush that the mishnah brought down in is sukotniyud gimel. Why do we b'davka say the chasin and kala to tell us that even if they're leaving for a dvar mitzvah to greet the Chasin and kala, you might have thought that then this din doesn't apply. Kama shvulam that the din applies even if they're going to greet a chosin and kala doing a mitzvah. That's called an interruption, a total uh, abrogation of that previous suda, and they'd have to go bench before they go to greet the chosin and kala. Now we continue in the mechaber. The mechaber says the same. Allah applies. The same if they had originally sat down to eat peros, or they were drinking some beverage. Then in that situation, if you change your place, you've ended your meal. You have to make a brach on that item. And when you come back, if you're eating more, you have to make a new Baruch HaRishonah. Mr. Burr in Sifkat Niyotches explains, we learn from here, The Mishdeburu points out that as well over here it would work if some people stay behind. So let's say a bunch of people are sitting together and they have some fruits in front of them and some of them leave and go outside, so then that's not considered a Havsoka and when they come back, they can continue eating those fruits without having to make a new brach HaRishonah. And they didn't have to make a Baruch when they left that room. Now, the Machabe continues and he writes, In a situation where you don't leave anybody behind, before you leave, you should make the brachachrona, achrona, amasha that which you ate. The chose, when you come back, if you're going to eat more, you have to make a new brach Mr. Mishnah your test explains that this is considered a hefsik from your eating. Pasach achiloso, you've totally stopped eating when everybody left. Vigara me and this is worse than just a simple plain hesachadas. If the person has a Hesach Adas, suddenly so he has to make a new Bracha Rishonah, but he doesn't have to make a Bracha Acheronah on that which he previously laid.. Here, it's considered a separate suda. When you just have a Hesach Adas, that's considered that you had an interruption, your original Bracha Rishonah can't work, but you don't have to make a Bracha Acheronah. Here, you have to make a new Bracha Acheronah. Siv Kotn the Mishnah brewer explains the B'chabah saying, L'Afikach Mavarech, over here, the Brachachrona. Hainu Kisholo Berach, Brachachrona, called him If you didn't make the Brachachrona before you left, so now when you come back, you have to make the Brachachrona. Mavarech Atuk kishachazi. you make the Brachachrona now when you come back, as we've explained, L'Ukmon Linyan Pas, Le'al, B'Sifala. It was explained already in Sifala, this is the Alocha for bread as well, that you have to bench before you leave. If you didn't bench, then when you come back, you have to bench before you go eat anymore, making new Brachach Rishona. Finally, he says, You make the or for something like fruits or beverages, where you're making a bari nefashos, you do not have to make it in the place where you ate. So that you can make in the new place. So you went outside, and then you can make the bari nefashos over there. For these types of brochachrona, like a bari nefoshos, you can make them in a different place. For and certainly for benching, you should make it in the place where you ate. It's only by bread that everybody agrees that you have to go back to the original place where you ate and make the benching over there, as we'll learn in Mitzvah Shem. That concludes today's shir.